and welcome to Sounding Out Horsham. I'm Anna. And I'm Emma. And today it's a first for us on Sounding Out Horsham. Uh, it's the first time we welcome a guest back to our podcast. Yeah, we are going to speak with uh, Dr. Tara Quinchurillo, who is a Horsham-based psychologist. And uh, we spoke with her towards the end of the last lockdown. We spoke about mental health and we had some really good feedback on that episode. Yeah, we had a lot of listeners contact us afterwards to say that they felt that the guidance Tara had shared made them feel less alone in the way they were approaching things and, and that they felt normal, whatever normal is, but it was normal to have those feelings. Yeah, um, yeah it, was, it was a great episode. Um, so we're really pleased to have Tara back. She's going to talk to us about a new project which is designed to get us all talking and communicating. Mm-hmm. Hi Tara, it's lovely to see you back. Thanks for joining us on Sunny Out Horsham. Thanks for having me back. So tell us about your new project, the Conversation Starter Project. Um, so the new project is basically a way of getting people to connect and enhance their well-being through a number of different forums. So the main one that I have started with is walk and talk sessions in Horsham Park, which we do once a week. Um, but we also have ad hoc sessions. So it's basically getting people together to walk, to talk, which is evidence based to help you produce lovely feel good chemicals. It helps you process your environment and your emotions better. And when we're walking and talking, it's promoting conversation again, which after 18 months of a pandemic most people can benefit from so hopefully it's something that everybody can enjoy anybody that's over 18 you can come you can walk you can talk you don't have to talk you can just listen to other people's conversations and many people do that too how does it work then if you feel that you are a bit lonely or you would like to meet new people or you feel that this covid situation has really affected you mentally and but you feel a bit anxious about joining something like this how how does it work? How do you do? So we've had everybody on that spectrum. Some people come who are working from home and are not seeing physical beings much during the day. We have some people who have a history of mental health problems, struggle with anxiety. We also have people who've developed anxiety or worry because they've had lockdowns and not being able to go out. Um, so lots of people who have come along have said actually they have either sat in the car for a few weeks before and not made it or thought about coming for a number of weeks but it's felt like a big barrier. So you're not alone if it's a hard decision to actually get from your house to our walk and talk. So what we do is we offer people time where you can meet a bit earlier. So I will often arrange with people, they can email me, they can message me through Facebook and I am happy to come a little bit earlier talk with them help them feel comfortable then introduce them to the group some people are happy to just come and wait with the group so we meet outside the human nature garden because it's a really easy focal point so you're not having to walk into the middle of a big park which might seem really overwhelming and the nice thing about the nature garden is it's quiet and it's quite private as well so I think it's a really nice first stepping stone to introduce you to the group so when you arrive you show up outside the human nature garden it's once per week yes. and then what happens so we wait usually we'll stand around and have a conversation for a little while so the idea with the no format format is i don't want there to be unnecessary barriers so some formal groups you go to you have to be there by a certain time now if you're anxious it might mean you're a little bit late and then you might think well i can't go now so we actually tend to stand around for quite a while just talking then we gradually descend out of the back of the Mm. (laughs) nature garden and we do a lap of Horsham Park so it's not rough terrain you don't need to be a hiker you don't need to be of any 
particular level of fitness and people can walk at the pace that they wish then some people really struggle with the physical element of walking so sometimes they will wait i have some wonderful volunteers who will sometimes sit and wait at the cafe at the end or they'll wait in the human nature garden just have a chat while they're sitting so that's why i like the no format format and do you just show up or do you have yes. to sign up somewhere before? A lovely part of my no format format, you just show up. So although on social media, one of the downsides of social media is a right to mention Facebook is it does have buttons to tick for who's coming. But one thing really, really important about this project is I value people's right to anonymity. So people don't necessarily want to put on a public forum whether they're interested or coming. So don't ever be put off by the numbers. On You have to create an event on Facebook yeah. and that's the best way of reaching people. But people, you just come. You don't have to tell us you're coming. The only people who do tell me that they're coming, and that's why I have my email assigned to the project as well for privacy, or you can direct message through Facebook or Instagram, is that some people might be a bit worried with they're coming for the first time. So I will arrange to meet them sometimes 10-15 minutes before. That's there as an option, should you want it. Um, so it's very adaptable to, yes. each, to each individual Absolutely. coming along. And that's exactly what I want it to be. But it's for anybody who wants to connect. And everybody that's come along, I like to get feedback from people. I'm always writing down what they say, have said that they've benefited, and all in different ways. So for some people, they feel physically better. Some people have said they've benefited because they've talked to a human being. Really basic things. Some people have said, actually, it's the tonic. I had a woman last week who said it was the tonic she needed to just have normal conversations about everyday things with people and that actually people are forming friendships so they're meeting outside of the group as well which is really lovely and they're sharing what they do in their other time so some people are running other groups there's a sewing group that runs at a local church and some people from the project have started going there we have people from other community organizations who are sharing what they're doing so for me it's called conversation starter because i want that to be the stepping stone to also open up other conversations and other things that people can do together what kind of people are coming along? Are they of a certain generation or are they people that uh, live alone? What's I mean, obviously it's open to everybody, yeah. but have you noticed that they're kind of particular people who are It's been along? really interesting. So I do have some kind of guidance. So you have to be 18 or over, no children or babies and no pets because it just means then you're free to talk. And also young children, they do hear things and people can't talk as freely. Mm -hmm. So we want to know that people have, there's some guidelines, but then within that, it's a no format format. So the idea is that you come every week or you don't come every week, you can dip in and out. And I have really set time so that people know, it's like what I call a behavioral anchor. So people can come, they know we're there Wednesday at 10, come rain or shine, we will be there. So you can dip in and out if you're feeling, oh, I need to talk to someone this week. So from my research so far, we have someone, and she won't mind me sharing, who's in her 80s, who comes every week. And we've had people in their 20s and 30s who are taking time out from work, perhaps with depression or anxiety, or people who were just re-evaluating their lives and they're not working or in between projects. So it's really lovely. And the really important thing for me, I've been keeping an eye on also the kind of demographics, is that we have a really nice mix of men and women. So one of the things I wanted to target was getting an equal mix of men, because sometimes if people start to see on social media that there's a female dominance, that might also be a barrier mm -hmm. to people coming. So we have all age ranges. And what's really lovely is I would thought that different ages might gravitate to talk to each other 
everyone talks to everyone which I think is just remarkable and we have all levels of disability as well so we have some people who have quite pronounced mobility needs to people who really want to do quite a a fast hike so the nice thing is that I have volunteers I have people to help so that the group can naturally split up according to pace according to need according to what you want to talk about yeah I was wondering how big how many people join each so we don't have more than about 20 I don't know how this has worked out but we have roughly about 20 people that come each week so some weeks we'll have new people because other people don't need to come every week sometimes we have the same people every week but it never gets too big so that was one of my big worries I didn't want it to be a big community meetup because that will the dynamics just won't work I want it to be enough that people feel safe secure that it's a secure base for people but you kind of know some familiar faces so I don't know that just is the magic of the project that we have the right amount of people each week that there are different conversations to be had you're not we don't want it if there's just one or two of us and then there's pressure to have to talk that you can then gravitate and what's really nice is some weeks we go I haven't caught up with you because you're having such good conversations with other people so it's really nice we do rotate so I make sure I go around the group if new people are coming I make sure they're buddied up with someone or they're introduced gradually because it can be overwhelming but it's just I don't know it's a magic format and it just seems to work and even the people who aren't technically volunteers who come a lot have now got the format and are really good at helping people feel secure when they first arrive and hopefully keep them coming back again so what do you talk about then we talk i have learned so much so i'm sure there's one um, member who comes to our group who's a local forager and if you had asked me what would my be my top 10 list of things to talk about foraging would probably not have been on that list oh, but i list. have <laughs> oh, you'll need to come to. along so this amazing chap and he won't mind me showing this either has educated me about plants not just foraging but everything plant-based so we can walk around Horsham Park we can walk around the nature garden I've learned so much Mm -hmm. about the properties of plants medicinal so we talk about anything there's a a chap who comes from the Horsham Repair Cafe who has told me all about the things that they do there sometimes we just talk about the weather sometimes we talk about Christmas we talk about lockdown what we are proud of in terms of our resilience what's been hard so sometimes we have deeper topics but the idea is it never comes from me so I'm not there to facilitate as a psychologist and say today we're talking about this that's part of my no format format that people conversations naturally start I do have some little conversation cards so that people are struggling Mm -hmm. I have kind of openers questions you know what brought you here today if you don't mind me saying you know what are you proud of that you've managed to do in the last week that's um, something that we were going to ask actually yes obviously as journalists we're used to talking to people and asking questions um, and having a kind of way of, of getting in but it's you know, it can be really awkward to start yeah. a conversation knowing what do you, you know, we've, I've been to parenting groups and you sit there and think, I don't know what to say. I want to talk to this person, but how do you open a conversation? You, you yes. mentioned the, the having the cards. And I think what's, what's the, really lovely is because I have, I have a group of volunteers who are the most remarkable people who come week after week without payment, without expectation. And they are all skilled people. So they all come from backgrounds where they're different types of wellbeing practitioners, but they're from a varied background. So they are really good at helping people start conversations. I think that's why this works. So you have myself as a psychologist. I'm good at talking, as you can see. I'm good at starting conversations, but I'm also good at monitoring pace, speed, what people want to talk about. And the people that I have to help me in the project also help with that. So what's really lovely, actually, is that when you buddy someone up with someone who isn't a volunteer, is that actually those conversations are wonderfully organic too. You know, what brought you here? How long have you been coming for? How did you feel? I sat in the car for a few weeks before 
before I even got here or I've walked past the entrance to the human nature garden a couple of weeks in a row before I actually decided I'm ready to come through and those normal conversations really help sometimes our brain has this ability to overthink things you can get around that and think actually we will help you we will help you with that first step and then actually everybody everyone talks yeah some people don't talk it's fine but if but if there's something we can learn from from you as an expert yes. but that we can apply in other contexts yeah. like oh, if you're in a setting where you really want to speak with someone or start a conversation but you don't really know how are there some general tips how can you become better at just starting conversations with with strangers basically i always think it's good to try and be organic so don't overthink it our brain's really good as i said about racing forward so if you can notice that my brain's saying i should be this people are going to think that just keep an eye on that and go actually i've got things to say but there may be times where you don't actually want to say anything so it's okay to let someone else take the lead on a conversation but if you feel that there's a silence if you feel things are awkward and we all know that by the way our body feels and we're kind of maybe a bit apprehensive is perhaps to start off with really basic things or be vulnerable and kind of say gosh i was a bit worried about coming today because i wasn't sure how to start a conversation or sometimes it can be awkward can't it to start a conversation Mm -hmm. so sometimes by being vulnerable that can start a conversation or just saying oh what brought you here today really basic things sometimes we can feel that that's not a great thing to Mm -hmm. say but it's a really good conversation starter you know what have you been up to this week really basic things there's no rocket science to it but what in those everyday situation i think for instance uh the school pickup time that's uh, that's one where everyone is standing uh, by themselves and I mean a lot of people probably don't feel like talking to someone but a lot of people probably would like to talk to other parents yes, for instance, but yeah. don't really know how to approach them and people are just looking at their phones do you think is there something that we could do to maybe to to be a bit more social in those situations because I feel that there's just a blanket of awkwardness like you know do you know what I mean there is and sometimes it's like can we pick up that blanket of awkwardness take it with us and just go over and say oh hi I think you're so-and-so's mum or actually are you going along to this Christmas fair mm-hmm. this evening or oh I see are you making reindeer hot chocolate cones for the fair I am too just basic things sometimes again it's that that brain's ability to race forward is I've got to have something really glamorous to say or something yeah. really interesting or I'm going to get judged if I don't say something actually if you can think that person's probably thinking the same as me we might be there with the same little thought bubbles in our head of I want to say hi but I'm going to feel like yeah. an idiot I don't want to be embarrassed yeah. and I always think as well what's the worst that can happen they don't respond if you get embarrassed, you think, well, I tried. What's important? I always mm. think it's quite good to come back to your values. So if your value is, I quite like forming connections and I want to try, and it might mean that sometimes you're met with some receptivity mm. and other times you might not, you might feel, oh, well, I'm a bit embarrassed from that. But actually what's important is it that you tried? Yeah. Or is it that you didn't try? And try and come back to those And if values. you don't get any response then, if the other person is, if you, if, if you ask a question and the other person is obviously not in the mood to speak and you feel yes. like, oh my God, I should not have said anything. <laughs> but sometimes I also think, because that's a really good point, that we don't know what's going on internally for people. So there yeah. might be days where that person you said hi to, that meant a lot to them to have someone reach out and just say, hi, how are you doing? Or even if it's someone perhaps you know from, a lot of us with our kids will know parents by sight from groups from preschool that maybe haven't connected in a while that that might mean a lot to that person and even though they might not respond on that day or respond in the way that you want it may open the conversation up for future day to go oh hi sorry you did say hi to the day and I was 
sorry, I was really caught up with X, Y, or Z. Maybe we'll talk now. And mm-hmm. sometimes, it, and as well, it's just, I guess it's having that compassion that sometimes we can go, oh, they clearly don't want to talk or it must be me. It's just thinking, actually, there could be all sorts of things mm, going yeah, on for that person. It's not always thinking the worst, is it? I think yes. And, and, yeah. and it's not all about you. Often, it's often, yeah. like, there's, like you said, yeah. there's things going on. But when we think about our brains, we naturally, a threat response will come in, which will usually be around it must be me because we're trying to protect mm-hmm. ourselves and we're trying to protect ourselves from embarrassment we'll have memories I'm sure about times where we've been rejected or we've said something and felt that we've been appraised negatively so sometimes if you're able just to hold on to that and go okay right this might be tough but actually maybe I've made that day better for someone so not just about the fact you're starting a conversation yeah, but okay. you could be impacting them on all sorts of levels. Um, Anna touched on this earlier when she talked about um, you know parents standing outside the school and be looking at their phones and people do we we smartphones we use them yes yeah. they're, they're a big part of our lives um for most people um had you has that has this kind of rise in smartphone use and uh social media use kind of cut off our conversation are we are we le- talking less because of of that because we we can send messages on online and that's so. such an interesting point actually i read an article on this recently looking at actually during the pandemic it was really useful or during the main part of the pandemic to be able to connect online so being able to whatsapp video call doing you know other online platforms was really really useful but actually for some people they may have then lost that skill or become anxious about actual everyday communication with a human being in front of you we have a little bit more control online don't we so when we think about it you can choose the time that you log on for a family zoom you can in that whatsapp message choose you can edit Mm -hmm when you message what you say if you're sending little voice snippets and things which a lot of us did you've got so much control but anxiety can take control in real life well this person's right in front of you now I've got to say something brilliant right now so I do think actually it's quite healthy and that's one of the reasons I wanted to get this project going is to kind of get us back to being good at communicating with each other again and I think social I think it's great I think smartphones are great they add so much to our lives and things like this project wouldn't run if I didn't have the social media thread to help people connect and I think it's important to have both yeah. I think it's good to recognize that it may be if you're not someone who's that comfortable some people generally are not comfortable with other human beings and prefer to have conversations online and I think that's fine yeah. but for some people if it's anxiety that's gotten away and if we look at all the lockdowns we've had and all the restrictions and also all the rules about how we talk to people how close we are a lot of that now is making a barrier and we've forgotten what are we allowed to do so maybe the automatic default I think is to pull away so part of this project is about getting people back to just being comfy with human beings and it becomes a bit of a a kind of a saying now Wednesday at 10 we'll be there whether it rains or not we will be there Wednesdays at 10 o'clock outside the human nature garden in Horton Park yes so what are some of the I mean you have people that return all the time what are some of the benefits that you've noticed from holding these sessions for a lot of people it's getting over barriers that they know have become a big obstacle for them so for a lot of people I haven't spoken to someone some people have come to our project who haven't been out of their homes for months apart from basic necessities like shopping so for most people it's about connecting with a human being for walking so when we kind of break down the benefits walking and talking together has a really high evidence base for enhancing your well-being so helping you produce what we call feel-good mood chemicals it can reduce anxiety in some cases it can lower your blood pressure when you're walking so there's the physical benefits of walking there's also the psychological and physical benefits of being able to talk to someone to have catharsis to connect but there is also a really high evidence base that if you're walking and talking in natural surroundings compared to 
like buildings for example you do process things differently you produce different levels of mood enhancing chemicals mm. so the thing about Horsham Park and we're super lucky is because you can't see many buildings you really are immersed mm. in nature while you're walking around which is why we've stuck to that rather than other venues um, in Horsham um, so it's just really good you know reducing levels of anxiety you know inflating your mood building up your resilience so if you're able to connect with people feel good you're starting to do other hobbies and interests off the back of the projects so that some people are there connecting and going to other groups other events you're also building up your resilience which i think we've needed lots of and yeah. i think we are going to continue to need more of <laughs> yes. as we navigate the pandemic as well so it also re helps reduce overwhelm so some people say I get to wednesday oh i'm just really worn out with life or lots mm. of things happening but they're saying i feel so much better when i've walked and talked and then i can go about my day and hopefully for me that's another thing to help reduce overwhelm yeah, people know it's an anchor to the week yeah. you know um for me i just think that's great to be able to offer all those things from a walk and talk session that's an hour every week yeah, yeah. it's a good escapism i suppose as well isn't it it's yes. i know obviously you don't have to talk about things that are going on in your life no you just not at all listen to somebody else so and yeah. what's really important is there are no expectations there so it, it's really really clear this is not a mental health group it is not a therapy group it is not a group where you have to go and talk about issues and that's why it works so people can if they want can consult and say you know I've got this going on that going on and we've got the framework to be able to manage that so everybody that comes along gets crisis cards I am a HCPC regulated practitioner mm -hmm. so I'm trained in safeguarding and I can keep an eye on risks safeguarding issues vulnerability issues so if somebody comes along and that I'm concerned about or someone who I've got to know and there are changes in them they're quiet they're withdrawn or they suddenly stop coming then I can keep an eye on that and I can check in with them to make sure they're doing okay most people that follow the page also then choose to join our online Facebook group which is a private group and part of the rules for that are you have to have come to a walk and talk session so that I know who you are but it's an online so it's the secondary platform to the walk and talk mm. that if there's a week you can't get out or we had a lady recently who had surgery who really benefits from the walk and talk group but couldn't come we could connect with her we did video messages for her with people's consent to say hi she could message us um, and that's also really important too so I can keep an eye on people I can check in with them um, and I get people's consent at the beginning that you know if you come for a few weeks and something's not okay is it all right for me to message you and, and check in with that so for me that's what makes it different from just a walking group or just a social group yeah. And um, what motivated you to, to set up the Conversation Starter Project? Well, I read an article in BBC News, it was a couple of years ago now, about an elderly lady who had started talking benches, where she went round her local community and she stuck little notes on benches saying, happy to talk. So if you're sat on this bench, someone can come along and say, hi, do you want to talk? And I thought, what a great idea. That would be fabulous in Horsham. So as a psychologist, hearing and seeing with my own patients, with some other support groups that I'm involved in, what people were going through in the pandemic, I thought, what a great time to perhaps get people to have other forums to help enhance their emotional well-being. Um, but the difficult thing is with the lockdowns, we didn't want to be promoting lack of social distancing. Yeah. So that got put on hold and I thought, well, actually, what can we do? We can go outside and we can walk and we can talk. So that's why the Walk and Talk started first. But we had to put it on hold. I wanted to make sure I did this project properly and did it with guidance from the council so we started in the summer this year when we were allowed to meet outside in larger groups um, so that we've got a, a nice clear risk framework and then it also allowed people the freedom then to just talk without having extra restrictions on them as well. Mm. 
It's a great idea. Have you, um, as a result of these sessions, seen new friendships or new relations form? Yes, it's really lovely. I feel I have made friends from this, which is really, really lovely. But also that people are telling me that they're meeting up outside the group or they're going to other events, other social things, other community groups that run, and then they're getting to know people from that. It's amazing. So one story I had, and I'm sure they don't mind me sharing, is that somebody wanted to start yoga but was a bit worried about going on their own. There was another group member that they got to know, felt secure with who does yoga and said hey why don't you come along to a session mm. with me and that person was saying actually I wouldn't have done that on my own it was yeah. too big a barrier yeah. so there's loads of examples of things like that where Good people example. are connecting they're making friendships but they're also Horsham's a wonderfully small place so there are people who say oh you live there my friend also lives there mm-hmm. you should get together so that's for me that's why I called it conversation starter it's a quite a strange name but for me it's the, the idea is that this is a platform to also start other conversations yeah. that help you feel good yeah. and connecting Horsham there are so many great well-being initiatives community initiatives that if we can then signpost people to those help them to be doing more during the day off the back of the pandemic connecting feeling good but also bringing things back to our community again yeah it's a fantastic initiative i think we can all relate to how i mean we all know how important it is to meet new people and be and, yes yeah and talk and just not be alone <laughs> it's great yeah yeah. yeah it's i oh know it's so good uh, we i mean we obviously love talking we have a <laughs> podcast but it's um you know we know the benefits and um it's just great that you've got something that gives people a platform like you say to to bring them together and yes. give them that chance and um yeah well done Thank and it's you. a really simple yeah. platform which is what i like it's not overly complicated because at the moment i think we don't need anything more complicated in our lives yeah we just want to meet walk talk yeah all better it's brilliant yeah well thank you so much tara thank it's you. been lovely to talk to you um where do people find information now uh, about all this so the project is on facebook it's called the conversation starter project you can also fantastic caution well-being center have me listed and the project listed on their website so the walk and talk events are listed there every time we have one the dates are put onto that website we also have an instagram page called the conversation starter project if you look on either of the social media pages you will also see my email and i have that there just so that people have an option to message me if they want to be more private about their questions or how the project works so i and encourage tara people Quinturilla. yes yes <laughs> so i'm dr tara quinturillo so i'm a local psychologist so it's really important for people to know that I have the background, the expertise. I've been around a really long time so that for me, this project is safe as well as fun and as well as enhancing people's well-being. And we'll make sure we share those links through our social and on our own podcast page. Thank you for listening to Sounding Out Horsham. If you have feedback on this episode or would like to suggest future topics for us to cover or people for us to speak to, you can reach us on social media via Twitter at SO Horsham or Facebook. Just search for Sounding Out Horsham. Or you can email us at sohorsham at gmail.com. That's the letters sohorsham at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed listening and want to support what we do, we'd also love to get a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And make sure you're following us so you don't miss our next episode. Mm-hmm.